get your family vehicles ready for summer driving with early Memorial Day deals at Dobbs. Click on GoToDobbs.com for money, saver retire, and service deals today. Dobbs. With 43 locations, real deals are always close by. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. We're going to get to Greg Amzinger early, the native St. Louis and the product of the Lindenwood University, lead anchor for MLB Network. I don't know why Greg would have something going on at 7.06 St. Louis time on a Thursday morning. I, he certainly isn't at the MLB Network studio. So uh, why do you need to come on early? First of all, good morning. Second of all, why do you need to come on early, Greg? Well, number one, it is, it, it's a good morning. Uh, <laughs> 78 degrees here in Montclair, New Jersey. Uh, when the ball hits the air, uh, it'll be about, I think, 81 uh, today at Montclair Golf Club. So I've, got, I've, got a, I've got a big match. Guys really want to take my money. So I, I, I really got to get to the first tee and feel good about myself. So I felt like talking to Randy Character and Dan McLaughlin would put me in the right state of mind to go and shoot a low score today. That's what we like to hear. Good for you. Proud of you. Hey, that was, uh, as Dan said, the, uh, a lot of weight was lifted off the shoulders of the Cardinals and Cardinal Nation and all Cardinal fans last night with the performance by Wainwright and the big hit, the double bait, clearing the bases by Carpenter in the first inning last night. Yeah, it was good pitching, good defense, good base running, and then you need a guy that's going to hit for power. And Tyler O'Neill's on pace for 39 home runs. I said it to you guys, one of these position players, these young position players that they have tried to develop, they got to click. There's got to be one of them that, that becomes the wingman to the middle of the order with Goldschmidt and Arenado. It looks like Tyler O'Neill's become that guy, special talent, only 25. You guys have talked about him. His speed to me is a difference maker. I mean, he had a throw, uh, I think it was Friday night, from left field. He got a cannon for an arm, and uh, it was a play at the plate, bang, bang, but the throw was on the money, and the glove it popped out of Molina's glove. He, he, he can do it all, and, and that to me is something the Cardinals have been missing, is that next guy. And I think they got it, and if they can get more timely starting pitching, and get a couple things to bounce their way on that end, uh, the Cardinals should be right there, like they are with the Brewers and the Cubs at the end. I want you guys to weigh in on something that I've thought about over the last couple of days. Is the five-tool player a thing of the past? Because we don't care about batting average anymore. It was hit, which meant hit for average, hit for power, run, field, throw. Is a great player now a four-tool player because we don't care about being able to hit for average anymore? I don't know. Because at the end of the day, the, the great ones are hitting for average, right? Um, Vladdy Guerrero Jr. is hitting for average. Ronald Acuna can still hit for average. Fernando Tatis can do that. Mike Trout can do that. Juan Soto. And those are the guys that we're, we're putting up on a mantle as the faces of the game right now, as the best stars. We're not freaking out when Mookie Betts is, is not hitting 280. We don't really care. We think he's still a great player. I hear hear you. Max Muncy's probably an MVP candidate because his OPS is through the roof. We don't care if he's not hitting close to 300. His on-base is over 400, and he's slugging. 
I, I think we view different players with the exception card. Like, yeah, he does this, this well. I don't care what his batting average is. Matt Olson can hit 240. When he hits 190, the A's are going to lose. But if he hits 240, he's going to hit 35 to 40 bombs. He's going to drive in over 100. His own base is going to be 360 to 370. That's what the A's want from him. But for the, the superstars of the game, the guys that we still revere, the guys that we still think run the show of this sport, sell the tickets, those players are accidentally going to hit for batting average. So, you know, I, I think a lot of front officers don't care as much. I think it's a cyclical thing. We're getting more former players in those roles, and you're going to see more pitch to contact. You're going to see more guys on the bases and I think average is going to go back up. I think it's part of uh, a deeper dive with average, in my opinion, guys, which is OPS. So tell me what your OPS is, and if that means your average is part of that, which it is, and getting on base and slugging, now the modern-day player hitting home runs. So to me, it's all about OPS. If Whatever your OPS is is kind of the player that the front office is looking for. Greg, I'm curious, when you guys are talking on MLB Network, um, Obviously, here in St. Louis, they've been stung with the injury bug, and three-fifths of the rotation is out. We've seen some of the outfielders out, Paul DeYoung, hopefully coming back this weekend at Wrigley. Are there players out there that could have an immediate impact, specifically pitching, that you hear about that either could be traded, free agency, guys released, anybody that comes to mind that might be of interest to the Cardinals? Yeah, have you been watching Kyle Gibson pitch for the Texas Rangers? He's been outstanding, 6'6" former first-round pick, Mizzou guy, added a cutter this year, Dan, and it's really changed the game. He's getting weak contact. Um, at one point, I think he still is leading the American League in ERA, and he's pitching for a Texas Rangers team that doesn't have a lot going on. I put him on the radar because it's not swing and miss. Again, we're all you know obsessed with swing and miss. He doesn't necessarily need that. He could still be effective. Jose Barrios is going to be traded, in my opinion. I think the Minnesota Twins are out of it. Uh, this is a team that was built in the long ball. And they've got two years of control. He's a major asset. They could really replenish some young talent on the mound if they move him this year. I think he's a guy you got to really focus in on. And, and as the Washington Nationals continue to struggle, as, as long as they're at the bottom of their division, this idea of Max Scherzer is going to be a free agent at season's end, getting potentially moved. And maybe there's a handshake agreement with the Lerner family, who he's very close with, that, hey, just you can trade me, get whatever you need, and then I will go and re-sign to end my career with a curly W on my cap when I go to Cooperstown. So there are guys out there, um, no doubt. For the Cardinals, I think the best fit would be someone like Kyle Gibson because Flaherty at some point is coming back. He's your true number one. I still think the Cardinals have decent depth in the starting rotation. A guy like Gibson is a nice added wrinkle to what they already have. But real quick, Dan, getting back to your OPS point, do you think Tim Anderson's a good player of the Chicago White Sox? Absolutely. Love he's him. Great. Okay. He's not, he's not going to walk. He openly says he's not walking. He's up there swinging the bat. So his OPS is always going to be held back. He's a guy that's won a couple batting titles. He's not up there to swing. He's, not, he's up there to swing. He's up there to give you excitement. Our game, to me, we need more Tim Anderson's. We don't need more Max Muncy's. We need, we need more Tim Anderson. So OPS, I don't know if that tells the whole picture. Oh, I'm with you on like that. Yeah, yeah. You, you, you know what I mean? Yeah. Absolutely. I'm with you because, I, I, hey, I call the games and I watch Tommy Edmond every night. 
and that kid is entertaining yep. to watch. He is a fun player to watch, and his average is hovering right around 275, 280, which is the league average is 235. So I'm with you, man. I I'm I, I totally agree. I just think that's the way that front offices look at it. it. It is. And Tommy Edmond can double to lead off a game. And if Dylan Carlson walks, Tommy Edmond isn't going to score. If Dylan Carlson hits a single, Tommy Edmond's going to score. And th- that's the way I look at it is you're, you're better off getting on first base via hit than walk. I agree. And when the ball's in play, crazy things happen. You know, I, I, there's this narrative going around. And it's from someone that I think is one of the smartest people in the game, Tom Verducci. And, and he believes that your sluggers, your premium sluggers with two strikes should not try to just put the ball in play. He thinks that those are the guys that need their A hack every time they swing. That's how teams are constructed. And those players need to do that. I, I disagree with it. Put the ball in play. Watch these defenders who are not what they used to be botch it, botch a ground ball. Everyone's out of position, in my opinion. Anyway, when you're putting the ball in play with two strikes, you're probably not pulling it. If you're just trying to make sure you're hitting it, it's probably going in this gaping hole gap the other way where there's not a defender. So I I think we all got to get on board that going up there, trying to hit a home run, three swings per at bat, it's not a winning way of baseball. So I'll work on Tom. I'll work on Tom. <laughs> hey, Greg, with the coming crackdown on foreign substances on baseballs, will we see a different sport in the playoffs than we're seeing in the middle of June? A, I think we're already seeing a different sport. The new baseball that they've been using is allowing home run hitters. Tyler O'Neill's a strong guy. He's hitting his home runs. Aaron Judge is hitting his home runs. The guys that are supposed to hit home runs are hitting home runs. But you're seeing the B and C level home run hitter from years past fly out to the warning track. You know, you're seeing a lot of guys out there that are not hitting those front row home runs that we had come accustomed to seeing the last couple of years. So it's really changed the game, in my opinion, in that way. The Yankees were built that way, all about the home run. They're struggling. The Minnesota Twins were built that way, all about the home run. They're struggling. you got to have balance now. Add what we're witnessing with pitchers and the substance, I call it substance abuse. <laughs> it is abusing position players who are at the plate. Uh, it's, it, the crackdown is going to be immense, fellas. It's going to be a major league baseball. is taking this really seriously. And, yes, you will see more contact. That league average that Dan was just alluding to is going to go over 240 handsomely. Uh, you're not, I, guys, it, it got so out of control. I was watching Miguel Cabrera, who I know is not what he used to be, but he's still one of the greatest right-handed hitters I've ever seen. He swung at a pitch from a reliever from the Cleveland Indians, and the ball ended up in the left-handed hitter's batter's box. He wasn't within six inches of this baseball. He struck out, and he stared at the pitcher like, what did you just do? What, what, what did you do to that ball? I watched it. I witnessed it. And this was a couple weeks ago. And I was like, wait a minute, that's not right. There's something going on here. And when you see the numbers, you see the obsession with spin rate that gets guys paid, by the way, velocity uptick, uh, everyone's spinning the ball. I, it got out of control. Um, pitchers just mastered this and position players have been the victim. And when someone like Pete Alonso goes, I don't care what they're putting on the ball. Stop. Stop with that. You're not a pitcher. 
you don't know what they can do with it. You don't know the difference. You, you, you don't know how it feels in their hand. This is their craft. And that's like a pitcher saying, I don't care if you cork your bat. Come on, man. So I, we're going to see a completely different game. Strikeouts are going to go down. And, and I, I've been waiting for the ball to go and play more. We're going to see it towards September. The ball's going to be a play more. That's a good thing for the game. What do you think uh, if you're the Dodgers front office or the Yankees front office and you have just made Bauer and Garrett Cole two of the <laughs> highest paid players in the game and all of a sudden what's made them get paid to an extent potentially could be the foreign substances potentially that they're, they're using. So if you're in that front office, I think you're a little nervous. And then also a follow-up, what did you think of the Garrett Cole situation last night? Uh, the Garrett Cole situation. I, I stopped and what, what I was doing to watch him face Josh Donaldson. For that sure. At bat. Oh my goodness. That might've been my favorite at bat of the year. I, I just was captivated by it. Now he punched him out. And so we all know he wasn't going out there with a substance. There's no way last night he did that uh, because of the extra attention that was paid following the worst press conference answer I've ever seen. <laughs> It was the worst thing I've ever seen. It was just really uh, well thought out, Greg. That's all I was doing. You had to really think about it. I mean, holy smokes. So, look, we've got a new rivalry, in my opinion, because of what happened. Josh Donaldson, I tipped my cap. Uh, he, he had been fed up. He knows his career is you know, winding down. And he, at some point, drew a line in the sand and said, I've had enough. The fact that he's got all this evidence of pitchers that have been doing it, I can't wait to see all of it if we ever do get to see all of it. Uh, but, yeah, if you're a front office and you spend a lot of coin on these pitchers because of their K for nine, those K for nines are going down. It just, it just is. And if you're the Yankees and you're already struggling offensively and you're looking at your marquee $300 million starting pitcher and you're going, well, wait a minute, what would he be if he wasn't using this? I don't know. Let's take a look at his last two years with the Pittsburgh Pirates. Because after that, when he went to the Houston Astros and dominated, I got to tell you, we had Trevor Bauer in our building. He, he was a guest analyst on MLB, MLB Tonight. And there's no hiding the feud between Trevor Bauer and mm-hmm. Garrett Cole. They don't get along. They were on the same UCLA rotation, and they were not friends. They're polar opposite people and pitchers. And Trevor Bauer openly talked about how the Houston Astros, everyone with the Houston Astros, used substances on the baseball. And he pointed something out to me that I thought was interesting. He goes, look at their gloves. They all have to wear black gloves. They, all the pitchers wear black. They use black gloves to hide the substance. He truly believed in it. He knew the science of the game, where it was going. Everyone cares about spin rate. And he was alluding to Garrett Cole's spin rate going up exponentially with his new team. So if you're the Yankees, you're sitting there going, which pitcher do we have? Garrett Cole, who was a, 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 a robot in the World Series for the Astros? Or the Pittsburgh Pirates' Garrett Cole, who had a big arm but had an ERA over four. So we're about to find out. Greg Amzinger, hit him straight, hit him well today. Just go for the pin. Go for the pin this morning. I go for the pin. Wow, I've never tried that before. Um, I'm writing that down. Hold on. Old, uh, All right. Harvey <laughs> Pennick used to tell uh, – Harvey Pennick's got the little red book and the little green book, and that's one of the things he says. Hey, don't just go for the middle of the green. Go for the pin. Wow. All right. I want to try that. Um, first, my first note, um, it says, keep your head down, Amsinger. So that's the number one for me. And then number two, will be go for the pen. I'm Greg, doing it. Greg, I put all of that stuff together and quit thinking yesterday. You've played Fox run before. I shot a 42 on the back nine. Once I figured out all that stuff, which is don't think. 
<laughs> yes, exactly. Like, for example, what we just did. We were on the radio. Did any one of us think? No. Uh, I, I didn't. I didn't. And we had a great time. Deep, I had some deep dives in here, Greg, on OPS. And whatnot. <laughs> Sorry, Dan. You're right, Dan. Yeah. You're right. You're just, right. Just yeah. thinking away. You know? Yes. Hey, have a great time. Appreciate it. We'll uh, talk to you next week. We'll communicate with you sooner than that. And take care. Thanks a lot. All right, guys. Take care. Have a great day. See you, Greg. That is uh, Greg Amzinger. That was a, a Lindenwood segment right there, was it sure not? Sure was. Lindenwood University, the Lions, here we are. Bob Ramsey, Earl Austin, too. I mean, we got a bunch Scotty of guys. Scotty Gorman. Uh, Ferrario. Yeah. We got a bunch. We got it going at Lindenwood. You want to get in this business, man. Lindenwood's a place. Let me guess. Unknown caller. You could reduce the number of unwanted calls and emails with online privacy protection. The latest innovation from Discover. We'll help regularly remove your personal info, like your name and address, from 10 popular people search websites that could sell your data. And we'll do it for free. Activate in the Discover app. See terms and learn more at discover.com slash online privacy protection. Whether in person or remote, open communication with your doctor is key to managing any condition, including heart failure. How have you been feeling? Um, I'm okay. Both are great options to continue having open conversations with your doctor about how you're feeling. I've had less energy. And when you speak openly with your doctor, they're better equipped to help. Visit heartfailuretalks.com to learn more.